There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. G'day, I'm Osha Ginsberg and um, this is a bi-weekly podcast that comes out twice a week, hoping to help you make today better than yesterday. Something you hear on this show will help you make today better than yesterday. That is it. I'm Osha, I'm a TV host, I'm a podcaster, I'm an author, I'm a dad, I'm a stepdad and I've been making this show since 2013. There's a lot of other episodes to listen to. It's pretty good. Anyway, thanks for the lovely, lovely feedback about Dr. Susie Burke an apt week to listen to that one if you needed it. If you haven't, it's all about climate anxiety. Um, It's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. On that, thank you as well for those of you who did reach out to me. Uh, If you know my story, if you've read my book, um, if you heard this show, you'll know that I did have in the past struggled with climate anxiety quite a bit. And um, I appreciate you checking in on me. I, I am actually kind of okay. And strangely, Okay, the IPCC, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change Report, came out. And look, it's we knew it would be bad. We knew it would be really bad. And that's exactly what it was. It's really fucking bad. We knew how bad it would be. We knew what would be in it. We knew what the warnings that would give us are. And we knew the way, things that our politicians, particularly in this country, were going to say to it. And that's exactly what happened. There was absolutely no surprises. We knew that the deadline for our timeline to make any meaningful change would be hurtling towards us, and it is. We knew that our chances of making the deadline would be infinitesimally small, which they are. We knew all that sort of stuff was going to be in there. To read it, though, um, to have it there in black and white was a bit of a kick in the face, but then at the same time, it was kind of like when Black Summer happened, uh, when most of Australia uh, burned to the ground. People asking if I was all right, and I actually, I strangely was, because it was, oh no, this is just the stuff that I used to see in my delusions. This is like actually the thing that I would see. It's it's real and it's coming. Like watching Greece on fire is what I used to see. We'd glitch in and out, Mr. Robot style. And I would, you know, the, the fear that everyone's on their faces, it's what I would imagine. And it's, it's, it's all exactly how I imagined it would be. And so in some ways, like I knew I was having a, disproportionate anxiety response and I was kind of flipping into paranoid delusions and seeing things and stuff like this. But I guess, you know, to 
know that I wasn't imagining, I don't know, six-legged monsters or something like I was actually imagining something that actually happened and is happening. Partly less crazy than I thought. It doesn't, doesn't mean that it wasn't incredibly traumatic and, and very dangerous for me to be in that space. But, um, you know, it's, it's kind of wild. Like, I'm strangely okay. It's extraordinarily wobbly this week. I'm, I can't lie to you. It's been really tough talking to my friends, talking to my brothers, talking to my wife. It's a grim prospect to know that we have irreversibly altered the climate of the planet and that it is immediately affecting us and those effects will increase no matter what we do. That is incredibly heavy, incredibly heavy to comprehend. Um, I did have a, a few days there where it was all over me. It was quite oppressive, very, very difficult. And then the thoughts were kind of swooping down like a nesting magpie just coming in just to terrify me when I was trying to get about my day. And that was hard. It was quite hard, but it wasn't anything like it used to be. You've got to know it was nothing like it was. I didn't, it wasn't accompanied with the full body embodiment and the, the present of like immediacy. It wasn't that. It's been tricky from the moment I've been waking up, like it's hard but it's nowhere near as bad as it was. It, it, again, it used to be absolutely horrible. So it's still bad. I used to wake up and the moment my body would realize that it was now conscious, I would kind of be sucked down this drain pipe into what felt like a, a, a crowded bathroom being demolished all around me with three jackhammers and two angle grinders and shards of glass and tile and metal flying all over the room and all that noise and danger and sparks and cacophony, just unable to think of for the for the chaos, trying to not lose a limb or get an eye taken out. That's what it would feel like. And I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't think, couldn't talk. But now it's like that demolition's going on next door. It's still loud. It's still loud enough that you go, I'm going to have to call you back. You know, it's still loud, but it's over there. I can kind of go, oh, okay, there it is and observe it. It's still loud, it's still distracting, but being able to observe it is making a lot of difference. And I'm writing every morning and I'm making sure I'm making a note of how intense it is. And I'm noting that it is getting less intense. I'm sure it will go back up again, but it's getting less intense. So I know it won't be like this. I know it, it will get easier. I know that these are the hardest days. I know there will be hard days again to come, but you know, right now, these are the hardest days, but I also know what I need to do. And so I started doing what I need to do. I've spoken about these things before. Three simple things, accept, adapt, and act. Because that's all I can do. Just accept that it's happening. Be in acceptance of it. Accept that there's little to nothing I can personally do to alter the course of what is going on. Adapt myself to what is happening. More importantly, my kids, making sure that we teach them and train them and keep them malleable and agile in a world that will have increasing pressures and, you know, different expectations of outcomes every day as they get older. And finally, take action in accordance with my values because the only antidote to anxiety is action. You've got to lean into it. You've got to. So I know to do what I do and I, I do what I know how to do. And so Monday's podcast was Dr. Susie Burke, which is all about, you know, climate anxiety, the psychology of climate denial. Next week's podcast, the one coming out on Monday, is all about the incredible possibilities and chances we have 
for our country leading forward with Mike Cannon-Brooks. This is a great listen. I can't wait for you to hear it. It's a great antidote to fear listening to, well, you know, this is happening and we could do these things versus how much is that going to cost the farmers? I mean, it's, it's, I've honestly, I've, I don't know if trying to convince people like Scott Morrison or Barnaby Joyce to take action is any more useful as trying to convince someone, no, you need to wear a mask when you're shopping for your groceries. If they don't want to wear a mask, fine. It's not worth your or my time. All right, we'll just vote in somebody who can fucking listen and read a simple brief from a scientist that goes, remember those things I told you were going to happen? See how they happened? Well, here's some things that are also going to happen. Here's some things you can do to avert them, but you're going to have to do them now. You know, it's like COVID lockdowns. You go hard, go early, avoid the pain. It's that simple. So acting in accordance with my values is, is really important. And, you know, also understanding that there's possibility and hope is also really important. So that's the Mike Cannon Brooks episode coming out on Monday. And the other thing I know how to do is, you know, take action and contact my MP. I've talked to you a lot about this. I've talked to you about, you know, reaching out to the environment environment minister, the um, climate change minister, the, you know, I reach out to your local member. I contacted my MP, Dave Sharma. He's been on the show before. I let him know my thoughts. I told him the actions that I hope he would take. He, he wrote back pretty quickly. I've got to say, for a busy guy, I was pretty happy that he wrote me back. Next person on my list to contact is my local council because there's definitely things at the local level that we can do. And then most importantly is to forget all that and just be in the moment with the kids. Breathe and be right there with Wolf as he wants to play on his bike. Try as hard as I can to just be there with him in the moment playing, where are you, hiding behind a tree, waiting for him to find me. It's tough to do. It's really hard. But I have to remember, I will never, ever, ever regret spending time to play peekaboo with a toddler. When he's bigger and he doesn't want me around so much, as we all go through that when we get bigger, I'll have that memory. I'll have these wonderful memories of the two of us playing and the joy in his face when he finds me. Oh, daddy. No matter how bad things get, I want to make sure that I've got a treasure chest of memories of me and Audrey and the kids just doing wonderful things and having wonderful adventures together. And I can only make those memories if I'm not worrying about the future. I can do the worry about the future stuff. I can take the action. I can do all that. And they go, right, right now, doing this. Me and Audrey and Wolf and G, we're doing this. We're dancing around the living room to Just Dance or something like that. This is what we're doing for the next five minutes and not think about anything else. And there, that memory, that's locked away. And that's treasure you can't take off me. That's going to be amazing. I guess the other thing is, look, you know, if I'm up at 5am with anxiety, I'll just go upstairs and get on my bike and try and pedal it out of me. And that seems to be working pretty well. So it's heavy as heavy can be. It's heavy shit, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because you're here, I'm here, we're all here, we're all here and we're all going to stay doing, trying to do the thing that we do together and we should be okay. But it's going to be very different, but it's going to be okay. Just got to remember to accept, adapt and act. Just when it comes up to me, just those are, just remember those things I've got to do. Try not to go with my fear response and just go through there. 
<sighs> the other thing that has helped a lot is having conversations with my friend James Matheson, who's um, a very, very clever man. And we had some interesting chats about the, <laughs> the COVID lockdown on this week's uh, Idle Australians. It's a podcast he and I do together, which was not at all to do with lockdowns, but it was about to do with all things. It was about to do with birthdays, and particularly the Australian Women's Weekly Birthday Cake Book, which is a, a book that you've probably read or know about, or you've definitely eaten a birthday cake out of it. But it's a book that changed baking, and it was written by a lady by the name of Pamela Clark here in Australia in 1980, and it's gone on to sell millions and millions and millions worldwide. But anyway, on the way to talking about the birthday cake book, Jim and I started talking about people trying to have birthdays in this day and age. To celebrate their 18th, the girls, they all borrowed the cars because they've all got their peas, and they did a, uh, a a drive-by convoy where they were just all shouting out the window, happy birthday to their friend. I don't know how many cars. There must have been 10, 20 cars. For an 18-year-old, people just driving past and not stopping and not talking to them for the 18th birthday is an absolute nightmare. For me, at 43, that isn't a dream. That is my absolute fantasy find idle australians wherever you find your podcasts ideally australians so before i get out of here monday's episode is with mike cannon brooks on the subject of climate change mike is a visionary thinker when it comes to what our country stands to gain if you're shitting bricks and it's fair enough that you would be come listen to mike on monday Come listen to Michael Monday, and if, if you haven't had a, a picture painted for you of what's possible out of all this, if the only picture painted for you was doom and destruction and evacuation and, you know, tent cities and, you know, everyone's eating soil, and, like, that might not be what lays ahead of us. There may be some different things that lay ahead of us, and Mike is here to explain a few of those things that lay ahead of you. And it's I think it's important to understand. I remember when I was trying to relate it back to my own sobriety experience. When I first got sober, I remember after a meeting, a, a guy came up to me. I was just divorced and I was like, no money and what the fuck? And this guy came up to me and said, hey man, I've been where you are. Just keep coming here, keep coming to these meetings and one day, you won't believe it, but one day you'll have a life you can't believe. You'll have more work than you can imagine and you'll have a family and you'll be full of love and you won't believe it. And he may as well have been telling me a fairy tale, right? But I believed him. I'm like, well, clearly you did it. So some, there's something here. There's something in this. So I'll just keep coming to these meetings and I'll keep not drinking and I'll see what happens. And you know what? He was right. So even though I couldn't see it at the time, I couldn't conceive of what he was trying to tell me. I just kept doing the thing and kept putting one foot in front of the other, in front, one foot in front of the other. And I kept not doing, not drinking a day at a time. And 11 years later, here we are. So just try to remember that. You may not realize what's ahead of you. You may not be able to see the hope. You may not be able to see the possibility. So come listen to Mike on Monday and have a bit of a picture painted for you about what what could be. Give you an idea of what to look for when it comes to policy around the next election. Thanks heaps, Rachel Barrett, for being the executive producer of everything. Andy Marr, audio production. Music was by Toe Hyder. I'll talk to you Monday. Until then, I hope you really, I really hope you sleep well. And I hope you dream of beautiful things. Mm-hmm.